Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now we are a proud member of the 143 podcast network How's it going, everybody? This is Joey Galvez, and I'm here with my good buddy. Hey, this is Nate, everyone. How you doing? And we are here on the Interstate Geeks, but uh, we're not we're not in the in the pop culture mobile. Why is that, Nate? Because uh, the CDC and the World Health Organization have deemed it unsafe for us to uh, get in groups larger than ten. <laughs> So we have hunkered down in our uh, fallout shelter. <laughs> yeah, man, this has been actually wild. It's been two weeks since me and you have sat down and yeah. talked about this stuff. And since then, the world has gone into a post-apocalyptic type, type uh, scenario. Just about, yeah. It's pretty, yeah. It's pretty wild, man. Um, what have you been doing to uh, keep yourself and your family safe, Nate? Uh, I'm not doing anything. Okay. So I am very germ aware to begin with. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I like whenever I, I, I just, I bathe in Purell. (laughs) I, I'm always washing my hands. Like I, I feel like I practice good, safe hygiene. The problem is I live with two little human Petri dishes, so that doesn't help. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I'm trying to stay healthy. I mean, Yeah. yeah. Well, awesome, man. You know, we actually, we, 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 at first we were kind of not, um, ju- you know, we didn't want to give in to the hype and all that craziness before, uh, all this those stuff was going on. Um, uh, maybe like the week after, um, me and you kind of, uh, recorded, we were like, oh, you know what? Yeah. It's a little scary. We get it. I mean, it, um, number one, I am not downplaying this virus whatsoever, right. but, um, we weren't we weren't gonna let it disrupt our our lives uh, as much as we sh- we probably should now. I mean, we're in the bunker now, right? Right. We're, we're scared. Exactly. We've got our stockpile of Twinkies over there, and you <laughs> you brought some toilet paper. That's right. So, <laughs> so I needed somewhere to sit. <laughs> so I mean, now we're a little bit more scared than we were about a week ago. <laughs> so yeah, it's really interesting. So yeah, I guess a week ago tonight we were at the theater seeing Onward. Yeah, and, and that was right about around the time like we walked out of the theater and everything was burning and on fire and yeah. we had to race home. Yeah. And uh we we grabbed our stockpiles of uh food, our our food storage and threw it in the bunker and brought our f- friends and family. Well, not friends, we got rid of those guys. But we <laughs> we brought our friends uh, our our family in with us and uh we're all here now. We stuck them all in the back room though. That's right. Yep, we need a source of food when things get really bad. <laughs> So. That's why we have animals. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, so uh, so we met on Tuesday, and then uh, Monday I got word that the uh, Marathon Ruck March that I was supposed to do yeah. in Las Cruces was canceled. Um, 
So I, I did have my trip to Albuquerque that I still did. So uh, I, I did go there. And then while I was there, my uh, leadership came down and we're like, uh, you need to get home as soon as possible. Uh, you know, don't do any more social events and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just, it's crazy. I can't believe, uh, just in the matter of a few days, how much life can change. It, it, it got absolutely crazy. But you know what? Today, you guys, we have a whole lot of fun stuff going on for you guys. We're going to talk about, uh, I don't know if it's geek news, but it, it's definitely some news. The only news that we were able to find out there, it has to do with the, this, this, uh, outbreak of covid 19 yes so we're gonna bring you guys i mean if you guys haven't heard it all already um we're gonna bring you some more (laughs) i'm sorry but this is this is what our life is these days i mean that's unfortunate but we're gonna definitely bring you guys some some stuff uh interstate geek style exactly yeah we're gonna we're gonna make death entertaining so (laughs) oh no that's horrible (laughs) (laughs) but anyway we're gonna bring you guys some good uh some really great quality stuff uh, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll jump right into that here in a second, but not before we take a break to talk about our sponsors. All right, guys, we are back. We thank our sponsors on the show. We appreciate that, especially in this dire time. We still have sponsors sponsoring the show. Um Nate, you got. I, I handed you a piece of paper there. Yes, sir. And it, this this is kind of the guidelines that we've been uh, given. That is actually from uh, the That's John, uh, John, John Johns Hopkins. Yeah. John Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, their their website, and they kind of given us some guidelines to kind of follow during this time. Can you read the first uh, few topic few few uh, items there on that? Yeah, list? sure. So uh, it asks, what is social distancing? And this is something that we've all been encouraged to do. Uh, says, well, it may be disappointing to hear that so many uh, sports events, cruises, festivals, and other gatherings are being canceled. There is a public health reason for these measures. These cancellations help stop or slow down the spread of disease, allowing the healthcare system to more readily care for patients over time. Canceling events that are likely to draw crowds is an example of social distancing. Social distancing is deliberately increasing the physical space between people to avoid spreading illness. Staying at least six feet away from other people lessens your chances of catching COVID-19. Other examples of social distancing that allow you to avoid larger larger crowds or crowded spaces are working from home instead of at the office, Mm -hmm. closing schools or switching to online classes, visiting loved ones by electronic devices instead of in person, and canceling or postponing conferences and large meetings. So that's been going on quite a bit lately, hasn't it? Yes. And then uh, the other topic here is self-quarantine. Uh, this is uh, a, an interesting one. Where I'm sure you're aware that there have been a few uh, public mm-hmm. figures that have had to do this. So uh, yeah. people who have been exposed to the new coronavirus and who are at risk for coming down with COVID-19 might practice self-quarantine. Health ed- experts recommend that self-quarantine lasts 14 days. Two weeks provides enough time for them to know whether or not they will become ill and be contagious to other people. You might be asked to practice self-quarantine if you have recently returned from traveling to a part of the country or the world where COVID-19 is spreading rapidly, or if you have knowingly been exposed to an infected person. Self-quarantine involves using standard hygiene and washing hands frequently, 
not sharing things like towels and utensils. Can I just say, it really pisses me off. It really does. It's like common sense, common sense, common sense, common sense. Like every you single mean, thing on here is just... You mean you don't want to share a towel with me? No, I don't want to share. I don't oh. want to share a towel with my wife. Are you kidding me? <laughs> For heaven's sake. All right. Uh, staying at home, not having visitors, and staying at least six feet away from other people in your household. We're about six feet. In your household? Are you kidding me? I know. That's impossible. That's crazy. You can't do that. No. No, that's not happening. Uh, Number one, dumb. uh, Once your quarantine (laughs) period has ended, if you do not have symptoms, follow your doctor's instructions on how to return to your normal routine. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) So uh, the one I have here is, what is isolation? Um, I mean- do we really need to know? Depends on uh, if we're talking to introverts or extroverts, I suppose. <laughs> I guess. And you know, I, I saw the other day, I saw somebody posted like a meme or something. It's like, hey, introverts, uh, you uh, go, go, go uh, seek out your extrovert friends. They are going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one says, for people who are, who are confirmed uh, to have COVID-19, isolation is appropriate. Isolation is a health care term. Come on. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to read that. We already <laughs> we know what the heck that means, right? Um, what is flattening the curve? This is one that we haven't really heard very much, we, especially with this social distancing and flattening the curve. These are uh, a few terms that they've uh, recently come out with in the last week here, right? Yeah. So anybody that studies uh, statistics is is going to understand what the bell curve is when when things uh-huh. like this, yeah. you know, would breakouts and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, this is what you're trying to do is flatten that a little bit to spread out the the uh, the spread. Uh, that will assist, you know, our hospitals just don't have the capacity to hold that many yeah. people. And so we're trying to flatten that curve a little bit and, re- and uh, reduce the, uh, the amount of strain on our medical system. Yeah. So uh, this one says flattening curve re- refers to using protective practices to slow the rate of COVID-19 infection. So hospitals have room, supplies and doctors for all the patients who need care. A large number of people becoming very sick over a course of a few days could overwhelm a hospital or a care facility. That is one of the things that uh, that I had to kind of sit down with my kids and talk about a little bit. Um, obviously, I have a nine I have a nine year old, and he really doesn't understand why he's not in school right now. Yeah, he got an extra week, and he's like, "Oh, sweet, we get an extra week of vacation." <laughs> but we had to kind of sit down and and talk to him a little bit. Do you know what's going on? Do you know how this is? What's what's what this means? So I kind of had to explain to him a little bit here that you know if 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 a lot of people get really sick all at once, it, it's really overwhelming for the hospitals to kind of catch up to that. It, 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 that can be a little scary. Oh, yeah. Um, it says too many uh, people becoming uh, severely ill with COVID-19 at roughly the same time could result in a shortage of hospital beds and equipment or doctors. Um, that That's already happening on a daily basis without this kind of uh, outbreak right. crisis going yeah. on anyway. Um on a graph, a sudden surge in patients over a short time could be represented as a tall, narrow curve. I mean, it's going to go into the what that I'm not going to read the rest of that. But lessening the uh, the coronavirus impact, uh, it's important to know uh, what to do if you're you're sick. The coronavirus pandemic they they are actually calling this a pandemic now is making everyone aware of hand washing and protecting others from coughs, sneezes, along with those essential steps practices and social distancing and self-quarantine and isolation when appropriate can slow the rate of infection in a city, town, or community. 
this is getting a little crazy. Uh, this hasn't really happened in my lifetime. Um, I've never seen anything like this actually here in the States. It's probably, it's happened quite a bit in, in, in other places. Uh, yeah. 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 Ebola was a big deal Uh, in Africa. Yeah. 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 Uh, I recall uh, H1N1 was a big deal. Yeah, uh, that was about a yeah. decade ago that that happened. But I don't think it it kind of brought everything to a halt like it did this time. No, it didn't. It's no. it's 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 absolutely crazy, and I couldn't I couldn't uh, I can't believe this kind of the, this kind of stuff's going on, man. So um, anyway, that let's get all that craziness aside and let's talk about a little bit of a, some fun stuff. Okay, because. Um, I'm going to start crying here in a little bit if I continue talking <laughs> about this stuff. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got? You got anything else there? You got something first, uh, there? Um, well, I Nate? do, I do have, this is just, it's a timeline that I found and I realize it's not very pop culture related, but I think it's, it, it is science related and it does impact everything. So I'm just going to kind of go over the timeline of how this all started and how it spread because I think it's fascinating okay. anyways. But, uh, so, uh, December 31st. Uh, cases of pneumonia were detected in Wuhan, China, uh, and they were first reported to the World Health Organization. Uh, so that was kind of the start of it, and it, it kind of originates from these markets in China that they have just dead animals everywhere, their blood's kind of on the ground. I mean, it, it, you can go onto YouTube and see these markets. It's just yeah, disgusting. That's crazy. So I... Uh, um, between then and uh, January 21st, uh, January 21st was the first uh, case on U.S. soil. It was reported in the state of Washington. Uh, then uh, a lot of stuff ends up going on in, in China for a little bit again. And then on January 29th, uh, the White House announces the formation of a new task force that will help monitor and contain the spread of the, of the virus and ensure Americans have accurate and up-to-date health and travel information, it said. Uh, whether or not that actually happened is up for yeah. debate. Um, so uh, January 30th, the U.S. reports its first confirmed case of person-to-person transmission of the Wuhan coronavirus. Um, let's see. Uh, January 31st, the Trump administration announces it will deny entry to foreign nationals who have traveled in China in the last 14 days. Uh, February 2nd, a man in the Philippines dies. Um, more stuff in China. Uh, then we get to February 10th. The Anthem of the Seas, a Royal Caribbean cruise ship, set sail from Bayonne, New Jersey, after a coronavirus scare had kept it docked and its passengers waiting for days. Uh, February 14th, uh, Egypt announced its first case of coronavirus. Uh, wow. I didn't know about Egypt. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Uh, February 19th, passengers who have tested negative for the novel coronavirus begin disembarking from the stricken Diamond Princess cruise ship. Despite mounting evidence from infectious disease experts, they could unknowingly be carrying the virus back into their communities, which uh, a lot of times that's uh, exactly what happens. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a comment here because we're doing a live uh, feed here on Facebook. Yeah. Um, because we that's one of the only ways we can we can uh, uh Get this podcast out while we're here in the bunker, right? <laughs> so, uh, Lori Anderson, uh, Andresen, Andresen, that's my that's sister, your sister yeah. right? Uh, she said, uh, this feels a lot like, uh, post 
9-11 to me and the uncertainty for the safety and the fear for our economy. That's a good point. Uh, it's, it, see, it, of course, I wasn't in the States at the time, but it, it's very reminiscent of the anthrax scare that was going on at yeah, the time. That's a big one, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is... uh. It's pretty scary, um, but I don't think I don't think nine eleven it, it's it's halted every uh, you know it halted a lot, but I don't think we like saw crazy stuff going on like in uh, every state where we see there's no groceries in the stores. Yeah, you know it hit, it impacted like obviously it impacted New York very huge. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, that's probably where it happened. Groceries were pretty scarce mm-hmm. there. Um, Hospitals were definitely overwhelmed. Yeah, but that was definitely isolated to one, um, one, uh, one city. Yeah, um, this is this is kind of widespread. Yeah, uh, over the entire country, absolutely crazy. All right, so uh, February twenty sixth, uh, CDC officials say that a California patient being treated for coronavirus is the first U.S. case of unknown origin. So uh, they don't know the individual hadn't had con- uh, contact with somebody that had confirmed to have it. Um, also on February 26, uh, it's announced that uh, Vice President Mike Pence will be in charge of the U.S. government response uh, for the coronavirus. Uh, let's see. Uh, February 29th, uh, a state health official announces that a patient infected with the novel coronavirus in Washington state has died, uh, marking the first death due to, due to the virus in the United States. Um, when was that? Uh, February 29th. Oh, wow. Uh, March 3rd, the Federal Reserve slashes interest rates by half a percentage point in an attempt to give the U.S. economy a jolt in the face of concerns about the coronavirus mm. outbreak. Um, and then March 11th, the World Health Organization declares the novel coronavirus outbreak to be a pandemic. Uh, WHO says the outbreak is the first pandemic caused by a coronavirus. Uh, March 11th, uh, Trump announces that he is restricting travel from Europe to the United States for 30 days. Uh, and then March 13th, Trump declares a national emergency to free up $50 billion in federal resources to combat the coronavirus. And that's that's the last thing. I mean, we're, we're sitting on the 17th, so a lot has happened since even the 13th. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really a, an interesting thing. It, it, I, I, uh, and I'll talk about this in a little bit, but looking at how it's spread and stuff like that is yeah. really fascinating. So uh, apparently today is... Uh, the 17th which is uh saint patrick's day that's right as we read this and yeah i'm not wearing green sorry don't pitch me um so <laughs> i can't i have to stay six feet away from you at all times <laughs> so uh, anyway so uh we we're, today actually overnight um i heard in the news i don't know how much of this is true and i don't know if it's a credible source uh but uh there was supposedly 20 deaths overnight in 24 hours here in the u.s uh so it's rising. Yep. If, if if that is a credible source, sorry everybody out there who's like you know don't repeat anything that's not a credible source. But if it's true, you know obviously go out there and and and, and research it for yourself. But um, this is this is getting a little wild, man. It is, and and you know it's kind of a it's a it's a very interesting uh, coin that we're looking at mm-hmm. here. Because on the one side, you want to you know, look at it. It is a potentially deadly virus that's going around. It yeah. is harmful and it is hurting people on the other side though. Chill out, <laughs> calm down, yeah. 
You know, yeah. exercise common sense, right. wash your hands, use your hand sanitizer, do what the CDC is asking you to do. So be so, like Nate. Be like Nate. Yeah. <laughs> WWND. <laughs> what would Nate do? <laughs> what would Nate do? He would uh, He would definitely douse himself. I told. I was joking earlier, actually. <laughs> I'm like, because my daughter, she was like, she was like, we were talking about, oh, we, we got we, people inside of our bubble. We're good. And she's like, but Nate's coming over. <laughs> I was like, he's in our bubble. She's like, uh, and I was like, I was like, number one, he goes home and douses himself in Purell. Uh-huh. Like before he enters the the home, he like dumps it on himself and then he goes in the house, showers and then dumps some more on him yeah. before he even touches his family, gives him hugs and all you that stuff. It. They, yeah. he, de- he throws Purell all over his body before. So I was like, well, he, we're good. He, he's not bringing anything. He'll probably catch something from us because we're, <laughs> so- we're complete. We're the opposite. We're like the, we're like the odd couple here. <laughs> so this is what I do. I I, uh, I had to fly back from Albuquerque Saturday evening. And as I was getting off the plane here in Phoenix, there was a guy in the jetway. And he was bugging me all the way through this whole flight. But uh, as he's oh, walking man. up the jetway in front of me, taking his sweet time, he started coughing and didn't oh, cover man. his mouth. Oh, and sweet. I said out loud, are you kidding me? And I then held my breath and ran past him up the jetway until I got in the, ho- in the uh, airport. Oh, man. And, and was like, oh. Okay. Oh, Nate, you yeah. you are the, that guy. I am that guy, and that's why I'm not sick. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. <laughs> I was like, so I'm 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 typically not that guy, uh, but this has be- made me become that guy. That's good. All, all of a sudden, like within the last uh, week, maybe half a week or so, when once I started, like I go because we obviously we all have to go into the grocery stores yeah. and. Uh, I started noticing, okay, I understand people are taking all the toilet paper and that's crazy. But then not only the toilet paper aisle was empty, then the groceries aisle started getting more empty. The cereal and then the milk. And then all of a sudden there's more and more bare uh, shelves in the stores than than usual. And I'm like, okay, this is getting a little out of hand, number one. Um, And it's getting a little scary because... How am I supposed to, I'm not going to give in, I'm not, I'm definitely not going out there and like fear mongering and fear buying, purchasing, right. whatever. Um, but now if, if I run out of something, how am I going to be able to go out into the stores to purchase anything if I do run out of something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to give into this fear purchasing, but we're eventually going to run out of something. Right. And there is it going to be in the stores when I need it. So I've, I've kind of got two perspectives on this one. I don't see why people are going into stores and buying a shopping cart full of milk. You don't drink that much milk normally. <laughs> it's yeah. it's going to go bad. It doesn't. You yeah. can't store it. You freeze it. Yeah, but, but and even then, it's all it, nasty. <laughs> when you uh, unfreeze it, yeah, yeah. So I just don't get why are they hoarding all of this stuff that you don't need that much. Now powdered milk, I can understand. Powdered milk is fine. Yeah, like I the toilet paper that. and the bottled water, I can kind of understand because of the shelf life of this stuff. <laughs> like it's not going to go bad. But but the perishable goods, I'm like, why are you people buying up all this stuff now? Why, what, yeah. you know? So, anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. I so I I am under the impression, and we were talking about this. I'm under the impression that things are going to get better fairly soon. I think I that so. people have gone yeah. out and done their panic purchasing and gotten what <laughs> yeah. they need. Yeah, and I hope so. so. Yeah, so I was in the store last night just getting some things for the holiday, and uh, 
all yeah, that yeah. stuff's left on the shelves. Yeah, all that stuff's fine. Nobody wants and to touch any of the Easter no, stuff. No, no. Um, and so I just walked around the grocery section just to get a feel for it. And it, it was funny. I went to the dairy section and it's just wiped clean, uh-huh. except there was one little area that had a bunch of cartons left and I walked up. It was goat's milk. So <laughs> if, apparently you're, you're not desperate enough to drink exactly. goat's milk. So, so there's plenty of goat's milk out there, people. So, uh, but tonight oh, I, I went, it. tonight I went back for, um, the same, just to get some random things that wasn't grocery related, <laughs> but I went back to the dairy section and they actually had 2% and skim milk for sale. Mm-hmm. So I think things are going to mellow out. I, I really yeah. do. Um, you know, the, the the suppliers, they've said, look, we don't have a shortage of food or anything. It's just a matter of logistics of getting it to you. Yeah. There's not a food shortage. You'll be fine. So, um, and then the other thing is a hoarding bottled water that's the dumbest thing in the world. The bottled water industry <laughs> yeah, is bottled water. It's yeah. not even regulated that much. Mm-hmm. So the water that comes out of your tap in your house is tested constantly. I mm-hmm. used to work in water distribution and a big portion of my job was was taking water samples, sending them to the county, making sure that they were free of all, all sorts of bacteria and everything like that. The bottled water industry, most of that stuff is coming through their tap anyway. So you're just rebuying municipal water. <laughs> so, you know, your water is yeah. fine. You don't need to hoard a bunch of bottled water. <laughs> yeah. So, well, anyways. Well, I, I, I got an answer for that because I, I, I researched some stuff. Okay. And since we are, uh, I, this is the, the apocalypse, right? <laughs> we are in the apocalypse. And, Nate, I've got seven... Easy steps to conquer the apocalypse. And I want you to read a couple here. Okay. Um, uh, you know, yeah, let's like, let's give you the first one here. What's the first one right there on the on top there? Purify water. <laughs> uh, ensuring your drinking water is safe so that you don't succumb to disease in a post-apocalyptic world will be crucial. Although boiling works perfectly, it uses up a lot of fuel. It also kind of ruins the flavor, too. <laughs> it really does. Uh, iodine tablets should be could be scavenged from the ruins of camping stores, and bleach or even swimming pool chlorine can be diluted to chemically disinfect suspect water. But even sunshine can be used to keep your your can keep you safely hydrated. Uh, solar disinfection is recommended by the World Health Organization in developing nations. Simply fill plastic bottles and leave in the sun. I've got feelings about that. Yeah, the, uh, the UV rays will pass right through the water to kill the pathogens in a day or so. The problem is, if that yeah, plastic isn't BPA free, you're you're now getting yeah, cancer. That's that's so, the thing I was gonna say is is uh, some of these uh, some of these things these these like plastic bottles you let the sun beat down on it that's not good. Yeah, yeah, that is not good. Yeah, so you're just gonna die a little bit later of cancer. So uh, <laughs> all right, <laughs> take your pick. <laughs> So uh, honestly, though, the I, I, reason why I, I picked these, I was like, well, the, are, the, are, are these kind of funny or are these kind of real? These kind of seem like they are actually plausible. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are good, well, good-ish ideas. I really, good-ish. like I said, I'm not, I'm not crazy about the solar disinfection. Uh, I will tell you, the water that you get out of your taps, that is, that is uh, purified and cleansed through chlorine. Um, it's the same stuff that goes into your, into your swimming pool. It is safe to consume in small quantities. Okay. It's fine. Um, that's the one thing that I was going to ask you about. 
Is that safe to uh, <laughs> to consume? Yes. Now, when it comes to storing your water, though, so chlorine is naturally a gas and it wants to return to its gaseous state. Yeah, yeah. So if you put a bunch of water in bottles, make sure they're sealed really well or else all the chlorine that's in there is going to evaporate. Okay. And then you're going to okay. have water that's not as uh, safe to consume because yeah. it's going to be suspect to uh, bacterial infection again. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Huge shout out to uh, the uh, the folks that uh, I worked with in uh, the drinking water uh, uh, division in, at the state of Utah. That's what I did for nice. Okay. Cool. Six years. Cool. So, awesome. Yeah. All right. What else we got there? Uh, prevent infection. Aside from securing safe water. The single most important thing you can do to stay alive in a post-apocalyptic world without antibiotics is to stop yourself picking up infections. Soap is enormously effective at protecting against gastrointestinal and respiratory infections and can be made by boiling animal fat or plant oil with quicklime, uh, roasted chalk or limestone, because we all have that. Exactly. Uh, and soda. Uh, ethanol is ethanol. That's great. Ethanol is effective at, is effective at disinfecting wounds and can be distilled from fermented fruit or grain. There we go. That's and great. we can get drunk. And we can get drunk. Yes. <laughs> I'm all about that. Uh, one right? thing, one interesting thing, a little <laughs> science fact about the the uh, COVID-19 virus uh-huh. is it's got kind of a a protective coating on it. And okay. that protective coating is a lipid-based coating, which means if you're washing with soap and water, the soap will naturally break that protective coating down mm-hmm. on the virus and kill it. It doesn't need to be an antibacterial soap because it's not a bacteria, it's a virus. But the soap will still break it down. So that's something that uh, I think people need to know is washing your hands with any type of soap will help to protect against the COVID-19 virus. So Albert Morales asked about what about whiskey? I mean, it... Well, Whatever. that. I mean, I mean I, well, that. I mean, I. I wonder if he's asking about get drunk with it, or, or if it. <laughs> I, I or don't if know. It'll help I'm, help sanitize, or I don't, or help clean water. <laughs> probably a little bit of both. I mean, I've seen him use it in movies, right? <laughs> there you go. What else we got? All right. The third one is generate power. Uh, the power grids could be out of action almost immediately, and electricity isn't a resource you can really stockpile. Uh, you could scavenge mobile <laughs> diesel generators from roadwork sites, but in the longer term, as yes. fuel becomes scarce, you'll yes. need to turn to renewable re- uh, sources such as wind or solar energy. An alternator scavenged from any abandoned car can generate electricity <laughs> from improvised water wheels and windmills, which can be stored in large rechargeable, ba- rechargeable batteries. Uh, better than the 12-volt car battery, the batteries in golf buggies or mobility scooters are deep cycle designed to provide a steady amount of current over a long period of time. So much better suited for storing your off-grid power supply. So uh, it sounds to me like some high school math or science teacher (laughs) decided to write all this Uh, stuff. That's pretty much what I was thinking too when I read this. Um, Obviously, number four would be grow food. You know, that's Mm -hmm. that's probably the next step. I mean, would that be the first? One of the first steps, you think? I, I would probably argue that. I mean, I mean, man's got to eat, right? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not even gonna read this because it's just it's just wild and crazy. Um, it, but it does does say okay. I will say this though. It says soon enough, the preserved cans cans uh, of food on abandoned supermarket shelves will have been consumed or gone off, and by the time that happens, you're going to want to redevelop agriculture and avoid starving to death. Mm-hmm. I understand that. 
Um, <laughs> it, says, it says you'll you'll need a starter stockpile of viable seeds. The Global Seed Vault in Arctic Island of uh, I'm not I don't know how to say that it is a doomsday proof facility dug yeah. deep into the freezing mountainside. So are they trying to tell us to like go and steal the seeds from there? Yeah. So like, actually, I, I read a story today. Interestingly enough, that they actually added sixty thousand more seeds to that place. So, so there's seeds. How do we get in? I, that's a good question. How do we it's, get it's in? It's way up north. In, the, I mean, in, it, a, in yeah, a post-apocalypse, like right now. Yeah, we're, it's in we're like, living in the apocalypse. It's in the Scandinavian area. I can't remember yeah, where exactly uh, it is. Svalbard? I don't know where that what that where All that right. is. So uh, number five, it says drive tree powered cars. <laughs> okay, elaborate, it, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, once all remaining diesel and petrol fuel has gone, you'll still be able to benefit from uh, mechanization and vehicles. With a little modification, the internal combustion engine can be run on flammable gases pr- uh, produced by the thermal breakdown of wood. I thought that so they, were they want like, me to throw a campfire in the in the hood of my car. Pretty pretty much. Oh, I thought they were like they were like totally gonna take us back to like Flintstones, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> pack it up, pack it up, pack it up. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that's where they were going with this one when I read this. So, and then uh, number six is restart a chemical industry because we all know how how to do that, right? I yeah, it's some nerdy <laughs> science teacher wrote this. I'm, definitely, I'm telling definitely. You right now. I, I I agree with that yeah. one. And uh, the last one, he says, be scientific. But you know what? This is what I'm gonna do with that. <laughs> that was. <laughs> Let's get onto the fun stuff because right. if we didn't lose any of our listeners with all that boring crap, we will definitely not. L- they'll they'll be listening now. All right. Well, all right. I've got I've actually got some cool entertainment news, and it's what's fun is it's post apocalyptic related. So. Um, All right. Uh, are you a fan of the Last of Us game that was on uh, PS4? Uh, you know, I don't think I've ever played that. Okay. All no, right. I don't think I've ever played that. It is one of the best written games I've ever played in my life. It's okay. really, really good. It, it takes place in a post-apocalypse. Nice. Um, so the Last of Us series is in the works at HBO from uh, the creator of Chernobyl, the okay. miniseries it was just on. And okay. uh, the writer of the game, not uh, like the guy who like ruined that place. Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> the guy that did the did the show about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and uh, then also the writer of the game, Neil Druckmann. So uh, this is from the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. Uh, the pair will write and ex- and executive produce the adaptation of the Sony PlayStation video game. Uh, Craig Mazin, the creator of the acclaimed limited series Chernobyl, is reteaming with HBO to adapt the hit video game The Last of Us. Uh, In a rare development in the world of video game adaptations, the writer and creative director of the game, Neil Druckmann, is also involved and will work with Mazin to pen and and executive produce what is intended to be a series. Uh, Carolyn Strauss will also executive produce, along with Evan Wells, uh, president of Naughty Dog, the Santa Monica-based developer of the game. Uh, the project is a pro production, a co-production, excuse me, with Sony Pictures Television in association with PlayStation Productions. It will be the first television series from PlayStation Productions. Uh, Sony and Naughty Dog's The Last of Us, which bowed in 2013, garnered critical praise for its engrossing tale of the post-apocalypse, centering on the relationship between Joel, a smuggler in this new world, and Ellie, a teenager who may be key to a cure for a deadly pandemic. Uh, Joel, a hardened survivor, is hired to smuggle the 14-year-old girl out of an oppressive quarantine zone. 
What starts as a small job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they traverse the U.S. and depend on each other for survival. Uh, the HBO series will cover the events from of the original game, which was written by Druckmann, with the possibility of additional content based on the forthcoming game sequel, The Last of Us Part Two, which is set to release May 29th. Uh, this is this is actually really cool news. Uh, if you haven't played The Last of Us, it really is just an amazing game. Uh, it it plays. It, it plays like you're reading a book, uh, a really well-written okay. post-apocalypse book. Um, cool. The, Lab, the Last of Us won numerous Game of the Year awards and went on to sell more than 17 million copies across both its original release on the PlayStation 3 and a remastered version on PlayStation 4. I'm calling it right now if they... Because Chernobyl was amazing. That was, mm. that was such a good miniseries. I'm telling you right now, they have another Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones on their hands if they do oh. this right. Oh, nice! It nice. it really is a wonderful but like story. The, but like the good parts of Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and that's the cool thing about this is like it's it's not yeah. you know there's not all the sex and everything like that. It's yeah. it's it's like it's a much more feeling Walking Dead. Um, okay. it's, it's not necessarily like zombies. It's like a fungal infection that really just, it, <laughs> it, it really kind of ruins humanity and the, and the creatures that are alive there, I wouldn't even call them zombies because they're, yeah. they're not, they're, they're not that humanoid anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, Ellie is, is, uh, her blood shows that she is immune to whatever is going on. And so, uh, uh, the game actually wraps up in Salt Lake City, Utah and it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I okay. highly recommend, uh, playing the game and I'm looking forward to seeing the series on HBO. Nice. Nice. So are you ready for some, uh, you, you got, I know you got a couple of, uh, stories over there about some production shutdowns. I've got one here and it I know this this movie is your favorite movie. <laughs> I know it is because we talked about it before. The Matrix 4. Yeah. So production has been halted due to coronavirus. Ah, nuts. Obviously, right? So Warner Brothers has halted the production of The Matrix 4 as concerns over the coronavirus pandemic continue to rise. The film moved to Berlin. Uh, for what was meant to be a three-week shoot, but Warner Brothers decided to indefinitely delay uh, further filming for uh, President because President after President Trump banned travel to and from Europe, it's unclear if this will affect the film's scheduled release of 2021 release. Uh, the news follows uh, Warner Brothers' decision to shut down production on the Batman for two weeks. It comes about at the same time that the studio announced that it would delay principal photography for Fantastic Beasts 3. And then this is also after the Universal shutdown production of its upcoming live-action feature film amid uh, fears of the of the, the spread of the new coronavirus uh, and the biggest films affected is Jurassic World Dominion and the end of the trilogy. It's, it's So it's the end of the trilogy, I yeah. guess, of the new trilogy that they got going on. Um, the film uh, began shooting in London in February, and other productions ramping down included the boxing drama Flint Strong and an untitled Billy uh, Eichner film. Uh, yeah. So um, this is getting a little crazy. The, so, so it's shutting down all the stuff. Uh, Matrix 4 was currently scheduled to open in theaters 
May 21st, 2021. I All don't right. think that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, the other news I have regarding productions that have been shut down. So, um, the folks at the CW, uh, you know, the, the people that, per, that, mm-hmm. uh, the production of the flash shut down and the rest of the CW was like, you know what? Yeah. We probably better follow suit. So, wow, I didn't know uh, yeah. That's and, and so that's, that's really the big deal is, is, uh, a net entire networks now are going, yeah, we probably better shut down for the time being. So, hmm. uh, we're going to have a bit of an entertainment vacuum on our hands here. Yeah. For probably a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how things pan out. I think I think they are kind of already um, leaning towards a different kind of um, release uh, of some stuff. They're doing some really cool stuff. Um, I got another story here. That I got to find it. Um, so so they are definitely going to have to kind of change their um, their business model, right? Yeah. Um, you know, usually what it is, what is it? They they release a movie in the theaters. You watch it for a few months comes out to blu-ray and digital dvd and then um you know what i mean or 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 it comes out maybe what uh, digitally first yeah and then yeah. and then and then it comes in. but uh since then uh, i think uh what they released um what was it uh your favorite movie right now um frozen 2 like I three months say early. That was my favorite movie right <laughs> it's now. It's your favoriteest movie right now. <laughs> <laughs> but they released it three months early to uh to Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah. I also saw what else did they just release early? Um, there was another movie that they released early. There so, was a, com- a handful of other movies. Um, I'm looking, you know, I've been looking. A lot of uh, film per- film companies now are saying we're just going to immediately make things available to download on demand. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. you are going to have to pay for them, but like movies that came out last weekend are going to be available to download like this coming weekend. Yeah. Uh, because in movie theaters now, I, I here locally in Arizona, Harkins, I Harkins. got an email from them today Cinemark. that they're, they're shutting Fat everything. Cats. Out. Yeah. It, so, uh, it, it's, yeah. it's affecting yeah. a lot of people. So yeah, they're going, they, they are going to have to change their business model at least temporarily, uh, yeah. so that they can at least Super recruit some, some cost on those films. Yeah. So uh, one of those companies that is doing a on-demand immediately is uh, is Universal. Yes. So it seems NBC Universal has decided on a new way to combat the effects of the coronavirus pandemic. As much of Hollywood has been ground to a halt due to the spreading virus, the box office has hit a 20-year low. That is actually very interesting. Um, because of the delays in the quarantines, that is uh, why Universal Pictures has decided to make it most its most recent films releases available at home from on demand, making it a, a first for Hollywood in its big time studios. Uh, that's that's pretty crazy that how how this is affecting everybody, even the way things are released, man. Yeah. Um. So uh, that's basically it. I mean. Uh, currently, the movies are expected to hit on-demand services for a 48-hour rental period after the purchase. The suggested retail pi- price lands at $19.99. Um, films like Trolls World Tour, The Hunt, Invisible Man, and more are being included in the corral. However, reports does say that insiders don't believe this model will continue once the pandemic lessens as Universal hasn't made decisions about its future titles releases. But, I mean, what what, what would be smart is, I mean, if you see something you know, spiking, you're making a little, money, little bit of money 
this might be a really smart way to kind of go with at least a few yeah. um, movies. You know what I mean? Maybe the, the movies that uh, you don't anticipate, you know, hitting the numbers that they do in the box office. Yeah, might some, kinda, of the, some of the mid-range hits. Yeah. That would probably yeah. be a smarter way to kind of, you know, throw those on demand yeah. uh, a little bit early. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't put... Uh, Black Widow or, or, <laughs> right, you know, the, yeah. the James Bond movie. I mean, yeah. They're just delaying those, but, uh, yeah, some of those, those, the smaller hits that aren't going to make yeah. a huge amount of money. I think it's a wise decision. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. What else do you got? So, uh, I love irony. I just love irony. <laughs> uh, walking dead zombie actor, Michael Mundy in jail <laughs> over biting incident. Oh man. <laughs> so this That's is from uh, the New York post. Uh, here's a case of life imitating art going terribly wrong. Oh, man. American actor Michael Mundy, who played a flesh-eating zombie on AMC's The Walking Dead, has been charged with assault after allegedly sinking his teeth into a British woman with whom he had been romantically linked. Oh, man. Beverly Jackson, 41, and Mundy, 52, met eight years ago. When he flew to Liverpool, England, for a horror convention, meet and greet with franchise fans. Uh, she told the son that Mundy was charming at first and promised to keep to help her break. <laughs> let's see. He was charming at first and promised to help her uh, break into showbiz. I fell for him. Initially, he was very charming <laughs> and promised to help me get into films. But he became more and more abusive. Jackson said, oh, "That's my uh, that's my uh, Mrs. Doubtfire." I was wondering. I was like, <laughs> "What is this? What kind of accent is that?" <laughs> it's Mrs. Doubtfire, dear. All right. Uh, the pair stayed in touch through 2018 when Monday asked oh, if he man. could crash in Jackson's spare room in Manchester. She claims the first attack occurred two years ago in a hotel room in Germany. He hit me around the face, <laughs> bit me on me hands, arm and back, kicked me and threw me out of the room. Oh, man. Jackson, a mother of two, <laughs> told the outlet. In November of last year, Mundy was convicted of assault and jailed and banned from attempting to contact Jackson. <laughs> but upon his release, after a short sentence, he breached his restraining order and was sent back behind bars. He's due for release. The problem is you got to get him in the head. <laughs> Headshot every time or else every he'll come time. back. Yeah? Every time, man. Uh, let's see. He's due for release from HM Prison Liverpool later this year. Jackson, oh, however, tells the son she fears he won't stop until I'm dead. <laughs> uh, Mundy appeared in The Walking Dead between 2011 and 2012 and has also acted in movies such as Flight with Denzel Washington. Oh, man. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, people are crazy. So I, I've I've got a I've got a funny story here. Um, so obviously there's there's been a lot of people that were going crazy in the grocery stores, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. So I've got a story here, and this one is entitled "Stop Calling the Popo Over Poo Poo." <laughs> <laughs> so Oregon police are begging residents not to call nine one one over a coronavirus-related toilet paper shortage. It's hard to believe that when even uh, when, when even you have that you even have to post this, uh, writes Newport, Oregon uh, Police Department. Do not call 911 just because you ran out of toilet paper. You will survive without our assistance. Um, the Coastal Cities Police Department also suggests alternatives for bathroom tissue, including grocery receipts, newspaper cloths, 
at rags, lace, uh, cotton balls, and <laughs> uh, that empty toilet paper roll sitting on the holder right now. I don't know. I had the police um, called on me because I tried to do what my dog does <laughs> and scoot across the front yard. Oh, man. Uh, it says, be resourceful, be patient. There is te- a teepee shortage. This too shall pass. Just don't call 911. This too shall pass. This story is one big pun, brother. <laughs> we cannot bring you toilet paper, the cops conclude. Um, shoppers around the world have been furiously snatching and hoarding toilet paper and other essentials as the COVID-19 virus continues to spread. Uh- <laughs> this was Come on. Too much. <laughs> In New York City, panic buying has taken over, <laughs> and some shelves are are all but completely bare. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, man, this is hilarious. <laughs> In Australia, tensions are very high over toilet paper, as one video shows customers brawling over a TP package, uh, while, <laughs> while another... Shows a stampede of shoppers hoping to get their hands on some two-ply and other household items. Two women were even caught on camera throwing punches in a store over bathroom tissue and police down under. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Were forced to use a taser on a man who got violent. (laughs) This is hilarious. About a dwindling supply. Even celebrities are complaining about toilet paper shortages as actress Tori Spelling lashed out on Instagram. We're all sick and the kids' schools are closed, so we are, we're all home and it's raining and the stores are out of toilet paper and we have seven butts to wipe and no toilet paper to be found, the 46-year-old said in a video Thursday. Experts say the panic to stockpile toilet paper is mostly fueled by social media and news coverage and podcasts like the Interstate Geeks, <laughs> uh, while others are simply suffering from FOMO. Do you know what that is? FOMO? Fear of fear- missing, is- missing out. Oh, fear of missing out. All right. <laughs> I thought it was FOMA, fear of a messy... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Man, I love it. Uh, conversely, though, uh, people aren't being very creative with this because, okay, my, my wife is 100% team bidet. She oh, absolutely loves hers. That's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. My uh, wife wants one. Number one, we need to figure out how to get a bidet sponsorship so we can get one in this house. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're, uh, it, it's, it's a, uh, a refreshing experience. There you I'll go. tell you that. Uh, but uh, so I went to places like a lot of people don't think about this, but like, I went to Staples while I was in Albuquerque uh, uh-huh. last week. It, they sell office supplies there, and a lot of times they sell like paper towels and toilet paper too. And they okay. had they had plenty of toilet paper. Yeah. So people need to think outside yeah, the go big to box place. stores. So I was so I, for work I'm a merchandiser and I was servicing a, a, a store. Um, I walked into a Lowe's, and lo and behold, mm-hmm. there was toilet paper to the ceiling. Yeah. To the, it, it, it was crazy. I was like. I was like, where is this toilet paper shortage? Like, they have some in Home Depots and Lowe's. Yeah. But since then, people have gotten wise yeah. and gone into Home Depot and Lowe's. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how much uh, of that. I, I mean, I should have I should have stockpiled and sold some toilet paper on Amazon. 
Well, you heard about that guy, man, man, maybe I should even bring that pit, that uh, story up here, <laughs> that turd that went around Tennessee and bought up all the Purell. Oh man. Did you say uh, you were going to bring that one up? I was going to, let me see if I can Yeah, remember. bring that one. up. So, so while you're looking that one up, let's talk a little bit about, um, I got one story here really quick, uh, about, uh, you, you, you mentioned you were a really big fan of your boyfriend, Daniel Craig, right? Yes. My man crush. <laughs> your ma- oh, oh, man crush, not yes. boyfriend. Sorry. I want to go play pool with him, and okay. I would like to watch a sports game of some sort with him <laughs> and eat wings. James Bond actress Olga Kurilenko reveals she has the coronavirus. It's a shame. Former James Bond star has taken to social media to her fans uh, that she has been diagnosed with coronavirus. The actress who starred alongside da- uh, Daniel Craig uh, in 2008's <laughs> Quantum of Solace. Yes. Um, so she she told her fans on Instagram that she has been feeling ill for about a week, that which led to her testing positive for coronavirus. Over the weekend, she seemed that to be in good spirits, however, and is urging others uh, reading her post to take current pen- this current pandemic seriously. She said, locked up at home after having tested positive for coronavirus. Um, I've actually been ill for about a week now, fever, fatigue, and my main symptoms are my main symptoms. She said, just take care of yourself and take this seriously. It's pretty pretty interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. A handful of others of other celebrities have come out and said that they've been tested and po- positive. For yeah, it, so. yeah. Idris Elba announced today uh-huh. that he has it. And of course, we know Tom the Hanks Hanks and and Rita Wilson. Uh, yeah. Somebody did point out the irony that Tom Hanks was put into isolation with somebody with the surname Wilson. <laughs> uh, I I thought that was pretty cool. Um, two members of the Utah Jazz. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it's going around. Um, Olga Kirilenko, she's actually one of my favorite Bond girls too. And I felt oh, yeah. like, uh, she was underutilized because she had a really cool backstory in Quantum of Solace. And Quantum really? of Solace is one of the less popular and probably the least popular of the new Daniel Craig series of really? it. Really? Which I felt was a shame because, uh, yeah, her backstory I as a Bond was girl really was really excellent. cool. And, and, uh, yeah, I liked, I liked her character a lot. So, so, so let's go back to me. Hoarding and selling on Amazon. Yes. All right. So we know that's not me. So this guy. Uh, so uh, this guy in Tennessee, uh, after stockpiling, and let me just give credit. So this is WBRZ. Uh, after stockpiling seventeen thousand bottles of hand sanitizer Whoa. and becoming a subject of national scorn, a Tennessee man donated all of the supplies on Sunday as the Tennessee Attorney General's office began investigating him for price gouging amid the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, March 1st, the day following the first coronavirus death in the United States, Matt Colvin and his brother Noah cleaned the shelves of hand sanitizer at local stores in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The brothers hit a Dollar Tree, Walmart, Staples, and a Home Depot buying all of the sanitizers, wiping the stores completely of the products. In the three days following, the Noah Colvin uh, took a... 1,300-mile road trip across Tennessee into Kentucky, where he filled a U-Haul truck full of thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer and thousands of packs of antibacterial wipes. Uh, Matt Colvin stayed home near Chattanooga, waiting for the pallets full of hand sanitizer and antibacterial wipes that he ordered online. He listed the products for sale on Amazon and immediately sold 300 units for between $8 and $70 each. Wow. The problem is Amazon and eBay don't take kindly to this. This yeah. is price gouging, especially yeah. in the midst of a pandemic. This guy 
is he i i just have some words for him that i can't yeah, say that's absolutely yeah. crazy man so uh and you know he probably he's like people are like oh we hope he donates it we hope he does dude he's gonna find somewhere else to sell it well it looks there's like places, he's there's i'm go ahead go well ahead, it looks ahead. like he's being forced to donate it by the oh, attorney really? general of the state of tennessee yeah okay because it's a thousand dollar violation um Wow. Let's see. So Tennessee's price gouging law prohibits charging grossly excessive prices for a variety of items, including food, gas, and medical supplies, after the governor declares a state of emergency. The state can fine people up to $1,000 a violation, which means for every bottle he sells, that's a violation. Wow. And so, yeah, this guy okay. could be out millions. So, uh, yeah, he's now, it looks like he's being forced to donate it. And wow. uh, good. Yeah. I, you know? Yeah. Good. That's yeah, because I was gonna right. say he, if if he wasn't forced to sell it, yeah, I mean, or to donate it, he'd probably be selling it like on places like OfferUp and stuff like yeah. that, or Craigslist or yeah, whatever. Yeah, crazy marketplace. Well, and and no. from what I understand, he he does that for a living. And another story I read about him, he's one of those people that buys uh, the big crates of returned items from Amazon oh, okay. and turns around and resells them. And uh, a lot of people do that as a business. And so this is what yeah. he does. Okay. So Amazon immediately pulled his status as a seller. So did eBay. Oh, good. So, yeah, this yeah. guy, yeah, he's, you know. He's taking advantage of it. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with capitalizing on things that aren't, don't fall under that category, the food, the medicine, the stuff like that. Like concert yeah. tickets, it's fine. If you as a, as an individual, now now the services that use computers to do it, I think that's pretty messed up. But yeah. if me as a person, if I actually go and stand in line and buy tickets for something and then and turn then around turn and, around and, sell, and resell it it's tickets to a concert, it's not going to mean life or death for another person. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm all for capitalism when it's stuff like that, but when it's actually a life-saving thing like this. But not twice or three times yeah. the price of that, yeah, that's of that ticket, crazy. that's, you're outrageous. Yeah, so. You're getting a little greedy now. Now, if you're selling it for five, maybe ten bucks over because, you know, because the demand is there and somebody isn't, and somebody's going to buy it because they're sold out, like tickets are sold out, I understand five, ten bucks over, yeah. but anything over fifteen bucks, you're getting a little greedy. Yeah. yeah Especially if it's like a $15 ticket and you're like, mm, I'm going to go 30 on this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah too much, man. Too yeah. much. Too much. Um, Cool. I mean, I don't have anything else. Do you got anything else? I've got one group of things here. I, I know you and I, I mean, we've joked a little bit, but we have been a little bit doom and gloom. And I do want <laughs> to remind everybody that there are good stories coming out of this. Okay. Um, and so I, I was reminded of the quote by Mr. Rogers, and he says, when I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. To this day, especially in times of disaster, I remember my mother's words and am always comforted by realizing that there are still so many helpers, so many caring people in this world. Um, so I actually found a bunch of stories from celebrities and just from regular people. Um, so I found a video of people in Italy that they were singing together from their balconies, uh, because they were all so quarantined. Cool. Yeah. Um, the best one is from Siena, Italy, where they sang a popular song about how proud they are of their hometown. Um, all across Spain, people went to their windows to give healthcare workers a huge round of applause. Uh, there's a video of doctors and nurses in Wuhan smiling and removing their masks uh, it's been making its rounds on social media. China closed the last of its emergency hospitals last week after spread of the virus there finally leveled off. Wow. Okay. Uh, for the first time, South Korea had more recoveries in one day than new cases. 
after Disneyland was shut down, they donated all their extra food to a food bank in Orange County. Yeah. Uh, last week, we heard about a distillery in Oregon that was making hand sanitizer and giving it out for free. Now more distilleries yeah. around the country are doing it. I saw that. Uh, internet providers are offering unlimited free public Wi-Fi during the crisis, and the big phone companies are stepping up too. Verizon is pausing late fees, and T-Mobile is giving yeah. customers unlimited data so, on their smartphones. So my my um, my internet provider sent me an email and said that they were going to suspend any late fees or any things like that. Um, they are they like so meaning if you can't pay your bill in the next two or three months. Um, you're, you're not going to accrue any late fees. Um, so the, so that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I also saw, uh, pertaining to that, that when, where people are, are, are quarantined and the, the, their, their towns are actually shut down. Uh, uh, my wife actually told me about this story. She said there was a man who, who, who was a, um, I guess he's like a, a trainer, um, because you can't go out to the gym. So he stood on the roof of his home with a megaphone and uh, yelled at everybody who was in this apartment complex and uh, started giving them, uh, you know, some training. And they were all, you can see people, and I guess it was a video, you can see people come to their windows and you can see them doing their doing their routines that he was yelling out and speaking and letting them. So kind of keeping people uplifted a little bit. And because, and, and, I mean, it's it sucks being inside, yeah. dude, and you can't go anywhere and do anything. Yep. Cabin fever, man. Yeah. yeah. So I, I understand that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, also, a woman in North Carolina named Becky, excuse me, Becky Hoffler has been doing grocery store runs for elderly people to reduce their exposure. That's awesome. I also saw that a lot of grocery stores locally mm-hmm. are are dedicating their first hour yeah. of, of of being open daily to elder to the elderly, yeah. so that they don't get trampled yep. when people are going crazy and they don't get exposed. Local and, schools yeah. are giving away free lunches, free sack lunches uh, for lunch and breakfast. Yep. Um, we actually went by to go, t- um, grab a couple of those for the kids. We, we, and, and, um, because the kids wanted to go and my son was like, my, my son really loves to, um, to, to be a part of his school. So he's like, Oh, yeah. let's go. So we took the kids out there. We we're like, okay, cool. And we got a couple, uh, extra ones. I mean, for, they gave us some extra ones. Well, we had, had some for the kids, but the kids didn't eat, eat their breakfast ones because it was lunchtime. Yeah. Um, so we were thinking of going and passing them out to some friends and family who aren't able to go out to yeah. to those to those places. So we there we 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 went for a reason, and, and I thought it was really amazing. I I almost shed a couple of tears when I saw those people standing out there passing them around. Yeah, I definitely had to tell them, you know, you guys are amazing for doing this. I appreciate you guys standing out here taking the time to to pass this these lunches out to these children. Um, and we're going to, we're going to pass the ones we have in the fridge off to some friends and who, who maybe not have, may not have the, the means to drive out, um, and go get those lunches for their kids. So, I um, mean, you know, everybody's, I, 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 yeah, it is dark and gloomy a little bit here and there. And, and some of it is funny and all that stuff. But what I've, but what I've been noticing is a lot that, um, the, the community coming together yeah. and helping out one another, um, you know, if you guys are out there and you guys know some elderly people that uh, can't drive to go and grab groceries, you know, go grab some groceries for sure. them. Or if you got extra stuff in your fridge, you got an extra milk, um, pass it off to somebody yeah. who may need it, who who's not able to drive out and go grab it. Yeah, especially to our friends here in Arizona. I mean, we the population of, of elderly people spikes this yeah. time of year. 
And yeah, uh, yeah they're they're definitely uh, you know they're the higher risk people. You know, do the right thing. Yeah. Um, then there's just a couple more things. A convenience store in Scotland has been handing out free face masks and hand sanitizer to people over 65. And then the last one, a 17-year-old kid near Seattle named Avi Schiffman uh, started a website in late December that tracks coronavirus cases around the world in real time. You can check it out at ncov2019.live. He intentionally included how many patients have recovered in each country so people won't just focus on the negative. Awesome. So that was cool. I love that. That's great. And then uh, just a few things from uh, some celebrities that are doing the right thing. Uh, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, they pledged a million dollars to food drives. Uh, Lady Gaga, her makeup brand, House Laboratories, announced on Monday it would donate 20% of last week's profits to food banks in Los Angeles and New York. Cool. Uh, Justin Timberlake uh, announced Sunday he was donating to Mid-South Food Bank, which is in Millington, Tennessee, uh, an organization within the Feeding America Network. Uh, And then uh, Dirks Bentley, the country singer uh, who owns the Whiskey Row Bar in Nashville, told his followers Monday he would immediately give each of our 90 hourly employees $1,000 to help in the short run. Wow. Uh, And then Justin Bieber announced in February he had made a $29,000 donation to the Beijing Chun Miao Charity Foundation to help children affected by the coronavirus outbreak. So look to the helpers, people, and be a helper yourself. Yeah. We'll make it through this. It's fine. We're going to be okay. Awesome. Awesome. I don't have anything else. Do you got anything else over there? That's it for me. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to what's our next segment there? It's uh, Backseat Drivers. Let's move on to our I'm sorry, guys. This is a little bit of a different thing because we had so much to talk about. <laughs> and, yes, it did. Uh, most of it was... was uh, coronavirus related. Sorry, it wasn't any pop culture stuff. I mean, there was a little bit in there, but this episode's going to be just a little bit different than what we usually normally do. Not too different, but um, we are going a little bit longer than usual. But um, let's let let's hear from our sponsor, and then we'll jump right into backseat driver. Did you did you do you know where we're going? Yes. Okay, but are you you didn't ask Siri? Yes, I don't need to. Uh, how do you how do you know where we're going? Because I go here all the time. Uh, Okay. Well, okay. Slow, slow down. You're getting no. too close to that car, Jordan. You I know how to drive. I got my license. You barely. But you go into. You... Okay. Well, barely. We barely do a lot of things. We, we got to turn here. No, I don't. Here. No, turn, I'm going the other way. No, turn. no, Dad, don't be a backseat driver. So this is our backseat driver segment, and this week it was my turn. And actually, Nate kind of helped me out with this one because we uh, we thought it would be kind of fitting to talk a little bit about a uh, a pandemic type uh, question here. And the question that we posed was, if you were forced into a fallout shelter because of a pandemic, which luxury item of uh, which luxury food item, uh, something you definitely don't don't need to survive, would you insist on t- taking with you? Um, Nate, uh, mine. I think I, I would definitely have to bring some jelly beans with me. Um, what would you bring? Uh, a, a case, cases, multiple cases <laughs> of uh, a good Rockstar energy drinks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's gonna help you in the in, in the in the in the apocalypse. It's gonna help me to not kill people that shouldn't be killed. <laughs> oh man! So Martin Solis <laughs> said he needed some hot sauce. I was, I was like, I, I need me something to go with that hot sauce. <laughs> um, 
What else? We Nate, you there? You go. You're talking about your you. You specifically said Rockstar. I, yeah. I'm more of a monster guy myself. I like right. I like monsters. So uh, Rockstar actually just this week was bought out by Pepsi. Oh really? So yeah, they will be owned by Pepsi. Uh, the guy that that, uh, that owned Rockstar, he was a horrible uh, homophobe and everything, <laughs> oh, just a horrible man. person. Oh, so I think it's good that Pepsi's going to own it. But uh, I don't. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of Rockstar. Really? No. It See, t- and I'm, it I'm, tastes like. Like uh, like vitamins, like like Flintstone vitamins. Now, okay, give, let me give you the caveat. Like old here. Flintstone vitamins. The the regular flavor of Rockstar, I do not like. Absolutely Gross. not. Um, and the sugar free one, I'm not a big fan of. I like their um the zero carb stuff that they do. Okay. And uh, and stuff like that. So like this uh, tastes uh, like uh, ground up pills. Uh, and I'm see, sorry. I'm like that's how I feel about Monster. I'm like this stuff tastes like gorilla pee. <laughs> Gross. It definitely looks like it when it comes out. <laughs> uh, we got Holly Burns. She says she needs a cookie. A chocolate chip chocolate cookie. Chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. And Birdie, he says he needs he needs a Oreo. Now, a gigantic Oreo. This is interesting because when I was at the store, they had plenty of Oreos. Yeah. So, I yeah, that's, uh, that's probably yeah. a good thing. And I'm sorry, this gif of this lady eating this ginormous <laughs> Oreo, it's actually <laughs> making me really hungry. <laughs> Hungry for the Oreo or hungry? No, just <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. We got Jerry Green here. He says, I'd bring a whole bunch of Pop-Tarts, mostly brown sugar. Brown sugar is my favorite. Number is it? One. Favorite. Uh, brown sugar, cinnamon ones, uh, f- cinnamon frosted ones, he says, but also some strawberry frosted ones having an overpowering glycemic overload <laughs> in, the, in a confined underground space is what the apocalypse should all be about. I, I think I agree with that. You know, get hyped up on some sugar and uh in a closed in a small enclosed space with tons of people. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna, carbo that's loading gonna... <laughs> in a place where you can't run around. That's a good idea. Yeah, uh Brian Augustine, the legendary uh comic book writer, editor Brian Augustine, he says Chicago style pizza and we had a long extensive conversation yes, we about did. this. Yes, we did. And uh and uh he uh he says real Chicago pizza is not deep dish. It is thin crust. I've ha- I've heard that quite a bit from some Chicagoans, Chicagoans or Chicagoans. I don't know how you say that. He'll pre- he'll definitely uh, remind me of the way to say it later. <laughs> Jeff McCain's uh, wife. She says she needs some Starbucks coffee. And uh, we had a, uh, a a friend of ours from Age of Radio. He said uh, he needs some brown rice. I don't know if he understood the question then. Because I think everybody needs brown rice in their fallout shelter, right? <laughs> I think you should have that. In yeah, your that's 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 not a uh, luxury. Yeah. If brown rice is a luxury you know item for you, Me. you have got to be the most boring person. So, so, so my daughter, we I, I I was discussing this, and my daughter was like, she's like, yeah, that seems about right, because she says who, because, uh, but she but she was I think she was more talking about like she's because she works at Chipotle, and she's like. And when they don't have regular rice, then you go for brown rice, but you never go for brown rice first. And yeah. I was like, I go for brown rice first. But I mean, a luxury item, I, I don't know if that's a luxury item. I don't, maybe not. Maybe you're right. No. My wife, she says Lindor, uh, milk chocolate truffles. Uh, and then she asked if anybody would just bring her some, maybe some zero bars too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jeff McCain, he's, he actually says he needs himself a Snickers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Brady Thompson, isn't this your buddy right here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says his wife would definitely like some coffee for sure, um, but he's gonna go for some scotch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you want to read what your wife said? Yeah. Here, so we, our wives are, definitely agree on so this next true. one. Yeah, here. Cheetos puffs. 
uh, in a bag so I can lick the greasy cheese off the bottom after I'm through. <laughs> I love my wife to death, but just watching her lick the inside she of a Cheetos bag, she looks like Donald Trump. When she's, I mean, her face is all orange. It's awesome. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. You got to get a picture of that next time she does that. <laughs> And we'll post it on here for all our all our friends. Yeah, I mean it, it's like it's like uh, the fero- you know the the food aggressive dog. I'll be like, hey, do you think I can have some of those Cheetos? And she'll like nip at my fingers. And oh, stuff. Yeah, that's pretty dude, amazing. That that is so real. I, like that. There's a reason why her and my wife are friends <laughs> because my wife does the same thing. Like, and it's it's the puffs, the the big. Yes, ones. no, it's not the crunchy little no, ones. It's, it's the yep, big puffs. Yep. And and my wife, she always she gets a she always gets like two bags, one for the family, and one she hoards to herself in her room. And then once the one that that's gone for the family, she's like, if you touch these got these, you guys are gonna die. And, and back it's, a stub. it's it's true. No, it's true, man. It is absolutely true. And they had themselves a fun little time talking about that on the page here. Um, uh, <laughs> looks like my sister said cheesecake. Yeah, uh, I think that's a family thing because, uh, and this is probably going to be a, a future question. But uh, if 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 I were to be given a last meal before being executed, cheesecake. it would include cheesecake in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd have to say cheesecake too, but it would have to be like certain kind. Of, it'd have to be like really, really good cheesecake. Yeah. Yep. Um, who else? Uh, we got. I said flavored sparkling water and pizza for sure. Pizza, All pizza right. would be nice too. Um, your mom said, uh, string, string cheese. cheese. <laughs> oh, she, and she was the last comment there. Yes, she was. So that's, that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what other luxury item? I mean, obviously we have to have Twinkies, right? Yeah. Yeah. You we gotta got have, our case of, yeah. we got our palette of Twinkies yeah, back there right now. You gotta now. have, you gotta have some Twinkies. Yeah. Uh, what else am I, man, I'm trying to think of, uh, of things that you gotta I have just, Pringles. Pringles would be, eh, it depends mm-hmm. on the flavor. Um, uh, cheddar. Sweet, yeah, uh, like a like a sour cream and sour cheddar. Sour cream and yeah. cheddar. Um, um, so you gotta have regular cheddar. Yeah. Uh, man, what else would I? I I'm just thinking of. I <laughs> uh, gotta have pizza. Gummy bears and or worms for I me. Think, I think it'd be sour worms for me. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a big one. Uh, sour Patch Kids would probably yes. be one for me. Yes, but yeah. I've got a two year old who is. Uh, First he's sweet, or first he's sweet, or sour, sour then he's then sweet. sweet. Yeah. Nope, you know what I would need to have is a bunch of those <laughs> cinnamon rolls that come in the, the Pillsbury ones that come in the canisters. Oh, you know what though? We need Daryl Reynolds cinnamon rolls. His dude, if you've never had uh, Daryl Reynolds cinnamon rolls, you've yeah. never had a cinnamon roll in your life. Well, let's give it a shot, man. I'm, I'm always <laughs> open for, I'm, I'm a bit of a connoisseur, I guess you could say. Oh man, they're delicious. Every single time. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, that's about it for, uh, for backseat driver. You got anything else to talk no, about? No, that's there? it. That's it. All right. Let's move on to what is, what do we got? What's our next segment? Uh, next is going to be what's on the horizon. Is it what's on the horizon? Don't you have a quiz for me? Oh, that's right. We do. We have. We have. Uh, we have uh, road trip. Let's do it. Good grief! This. I'm, I'm going to apologize to everybody beforehand. This is a very unorthodox episode for us. Definitely. We don't have the structure like we normally have. I'm having fun with it. Are you having fun? We, with it's it, Joey? because we're stuck in the bunker, man. That's right. I'm <laughs> starting to go crazy. We are going crazy, and <laughs> we're. Out. I don't even think we did this in order. <laughs> I've got an imaginary friend now. Her name is Bertha. Oh no! And she didn't tell me which order to do this show. In, so oh, shame man. on Bertha. All right. Is that 
That's that's uh, does she look like the chick from the ring? Because that's what I'm seeing back there. No, 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 no. She's a big girl. She <laughs> she better not she's be eating my Twinkies. And she's wearing Lederhosen. <laughs> she better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's not Oktoberfest. All right, uh, what do you got? Let's All go right. ahead and go. Let's move on to. Uh, this is our uh, road trip segment, Joey. Road trip segment. Yes, let's do a quiz. Oh man. Cabin fever setting in. <laughs> Are we there yet? No! Are we there yet? No! Are we there yet? Uh, you little... All right, here we go. The quiz of the week. How long would you survive a zombie apocalypse? Okay. We're hunkered down here in the fallout shelter, but yeah. eventually we're going to have to go up there. You know, we're going to we're gonna run out of food. Yeah, we're, we're going to... Okay. We're going to, you know, we're going to have to get up there. So... Uh, let's find out how long you would survive a zombie apocalypse. As long as that guy's not like biting my hands and. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's in jail in the UK. You don't right, have to worry right, about him. Right, right. Mrs. Doubtfire's got him taken care of. <laughs> All right. So, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, where do you plan to hide out? Uh, a. It changes daily. Wherever I end up, I'll stay. B. My own house with fortifications, of course. C. At a store. Provisions galore. Oh. Or D, a secluded spot up in the mountains. I think store. At a store? Store. Okay. I definitely have. There's been so many zombie movies that start off that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what's most important to you? A, my friends and family. B, my stuff. C, my health. Or D, my freedom. Um, I think I should say my family. Okay. But I want to save my stuff. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm going to save my family. Family. (laughs) Oh, man. How do you feel about working with a group of others during the apocalypse? A, not my style. I'm a lone wolf. B, definitely. It's my best chance of survival. C, sure. But in the end, it's still every man for himself. Or D, I'll befriend anyone so I can take their stuff. (laughs) I think I'm going to go between C and D. All right. Uh, let's see C because C? because okay. I'm cool with it for a while, but then every man for himself because if you if you slow me down, I'm going to push you. Push, I'm going to be like, uh, what's that scene in The Walking Dead when uh, when he throws the guy, the big guy into the Oh, into the yeah, zombies. throws it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, Shane. Yeah. Shane from the yeah. 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 Shane threw him to the, he did. Him to the zombies. All right. Uh, here's the next one. This one's kind of sad. You've been cornered by a zombie. Oh, man. But when you look into their eyes, you realize that it's your mom. Oh, great. She's been turned, <laughs> oh, and now she's after you. What do you do? Oh, man. A, shoot her. It's really the only option. <laughs> B, try to make my escape without hurting her. Oh, man. C, Hope like crazy that someone else comes along so they can shoot her. Or D, let her bite me. Life's not worth living anymore. I think I think I would go with C because I don't know if I could do that to my mom. Man. Right. I'm sorry, mom. I'll let somebody else shoot I'll let you. somebody else do, do the dirty work. All right. What's your strategy for this whole zombie apocalypse situation? A, I want to find a cure. Okay. B, I just live moment to moment. C, I look for the armed forces so I can be protected. Or D, I kill zombies left and right. Sooner or later, they'll all be gone, right? <laughs> I think it would be more plausible to be... What was it, B? Uh, live moment to moment? Yeah, okay. live moment to moment. I think that's a little bit more, more realistic. All right. 
What would your means of transportation be? A car, an RV, a bicycle, or walking? I think it would be RV because I RV. park it somewhere safe and sleep in it. Shelter. What is your weapon of choice? A gun, a knife, a sharpened stick, my bare hands, or a crossbow? Um, I wish there was a sword option. <laughs> so you're, um, you're, you're uh, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. Let's see, uh, what was the second one? A gun, knife. Let's say knife. knife. Let's, let's do okay. knife. Yeah, I wish there was a sword option. All right, you are Michonne all day. Yes, <laughs> she's got good skill with that too. I oh, yeah. Michonne. All right, uh, you are with your new survival friends and realize you are staring at the last can of food. Oh man! What do you do? Jump a bit. Sure, it's not worth giving up my values now. <laughs> B. Give it away. Someone else could use it more than me. C. Fight for it. I'm strong enough. It's mine. <laughs> or D. Kill for it. Who needs friends when the world is ending? Oh, man. I think it would share, but because I would want to plump one of them up just in case we need to eat them. Hey, that's an interesting strategy. <laughs> no, go ahead. You eat. <laughs> Say it just like that, too. <laughs> no, you, no, it's yours. You, you, eat. you eat it. Mind if I watch you? Oh, no. That's, a, right. going, to, that's going a different direction. <laughs> All right. You are trapped in a room with a zombie when suddenly it mumbles something that sounds like, Hello. <laughs> How do you react? That's so creepy. A, I try to talk to it. B, I reach for it to see how it behaves. C, I kill it on the spot. Or D, I wait to see its next move. Yeah, I think I'd wait to see what's going on. Because that that might not be a zombie. (laughs) All right, here's the last question. This is it. Your worst fear is now a reality. You've just been bitten by a zombie. What do you do? A, say my last goodbyes. B, take myself out. I can't risk turning and hurting others. Or C, cut off my arm. I can still pull out of this. Okay, what was, uh... What was, uh... Second, third, what was the second one? Uh, second one was take myself out. I can't risk turning and hurting others. No, I can't do that. I'll say C. Chop my arm off? Take Is your that arm one? off? I'll, t- I'll take my arm off. Woo! I'll take my arm off. I'll try to be. Uh, I'll try to be brave and take my arm off. Oh look at, we're 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 here talking about my somebody shooting my mom and she's watching us on Facebook. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh man. All right, one second. Sorry, it just uh, it's calculating your results right now. All right, so let's see. What we got. They're gonna like. I'm gonna die. I'm the first to die, isn't it? Aren't I? Yeah, it just dashed with. Okay, here we go. Uh, how long would you survive a zombie apocalypse? You would last 51 days of a 50, zombie apocalypse. Only 51 days. All right, well. That's almost two many, months. How many days are we into this one right now? Uh, I'm about, I'm probably going to die here. Yeah, well, I'm it's been nice de- knowing you. <laughs> I'm going to uh, be dead. Let's see. You are determined. <laughs> You'll fight a good fight, but in the end, you won't last too long. Sticking oh, with others will help you, but when they become your comp- your competition, it's survival of the fittest. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> that's me in a nutshell, I guess. Well done, Joey. Fifty-one days. That's that's admirable. Did, though. You, t- did you take this this one I for did, yourself? Yes. How many days did uh, you last? Fifty-five. Oh, just a yeah. little bit longer than me. Yeah, just a little bit. No. You you killed me <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> I guess so, huh? Either that, or I like 
<laughs> died somebody else killed me if my mom is listening I'm apologizing apologizing right now but I know for sure that I answered that question <laughs> that so I would kill my mom if she was a zombie I gave you an fi- extra five days <laughs> that, yeah that gave me some more time <laughs> oh man that's horrible <laughs> I'm too compassionate <laughs> towards my loved ones <laughs> that's horrible oh, alright man I know we probably did this out of order. I'll edit it the right way. (laughs) Let's go ahead and move on to our next segment. What's on the horizon? All right. You brought that one, didn't you? I did, yeah. So (laughs) there's nothing on the horizon now. There are no movies coming out in theaters. If you look up, shut down. Yeah, if you look up on IMDb, there is nothing coming there, to theaters now. Theaters okay. are shut down. Production for shows is shut down. That Honestly, is so crazy. if you want, hunker down. Watch your Disney Plus. Watch your Netflix. <laughs> get on it, demand. It, get everything on demand. You'll be fine. But the hunt, <laughs> dude. You were talking yeah, about the hunt. The hunt didn't come out because of so many different crazy things. You predicted this. <laughs> Last episode, you said. Now the, the the you're like, what did you say? You said it. It, it was mass shootings. That mass shooting. That thing. Yeah. And he yeah. says, so well, let's just hope no, nothing big and crazy happens. Look what you did, yep. Nate. It was Look in theaters for one week, and then now it's going on. Look demand. what you did. Yeah, I did it. You I you may <laughs> you predicted the apocalypse. Yep. <laughs> oh, brother. All right. So what I did find was a list of 100 things to do while stuck inside due to a pandemic. Uh, so this is what's on the horizon for everybody, right? So why not? So uh, this is from USA Today, and I'm not going to read all 100 of them, but there are uh, a, a few that I highlighted that I, I really like. So uh, complete a puzzle. The more pieces, the better. Feeling extra saucy? Take on a Rubik's Cube. More of a word person? Crossword puzzle. Uh if it won't bother your neighbors, dust off that old instrument and practice. All right. Uh, text all your exes just in case you have one more thing you wanted to get off your chest. Uh, watch all the really long movies you've avoided until now. <laughs> Download Duolingo or a similar app and teach yourself a foreign language. Uh, finally, read Infinite Jest, Les Miserables, or even The Stand. Go all in. Not happening. Go all in and read Ulysses. <laughs> You've got this. Oh, that's a hard one, dude. Yeah. Nope. Uh, no to all of it. Take Just note kidding. from Tangled Star Rapunzel, who has an entire song about how she spent her days alone in a castle. Activities included in her ditty: ventriloquy, candle making, paper mache, and adding a new painting to her gallery. Oh man. Uh, write actual letters to family and friends. Okay. Uh, but who's going to deliver them? Well, the mail service is still working. You don't have to touch people to send a letter. But you have to touch your stuff. They have to touch your mail. Yeah. People like you hate that. Uh, well, <laughs> they wear gloves most of the time. We're fine. Uh, let's see. How fine. would how would you sanitize some paper like that? Your your mail. How would you sanitize? I just leave that? it out in the sun for a while. <laughs> really? Just sure. don't put it in a plastic bottle. Yeah, don't put it, it. Yeah, because then somebody's gonna get cancer. <laughs> uh, let's see. Finally, read the rules to those long and intense board games you've never played with the family. Uh, put on a soap opera, mute the sound, and create your own dialogue. <laughs> I love that. That's a great. <laughs> yeah, idea. that's a great one. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, try on all your clothes and determine whether they spark joy. Bake those goods. Watch the films that won Oscars for Best Picture. Uh, watch films that won Independent Spirit Awards for Best Picture. 
watch films that critics say should have won for at those aforementioned awards. Okay. Uh, will Tom Hanks into recovery from coronavirus by watching every Tom Hanks movie chronologically? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Do you have a list of that there? No? I don't. No, I'm sure you could get it just you if you went on to his IMDb page. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. Use Skype, FaceTime, Google Hangouts, or Marco Polo to video chat with your long-distance friends. Don't don't podcast in person. Right. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> look at yourself in the mirror. Attempt a self-portrait with pencil and paper. <laughs> oh, uh, man. Coloring books. They're not just for kids. Uh, write a short story or get started on that novel. Uh, there you go. Clear out the family room and camp indoors with all blankets, popcorn, and scary movies. Okay. Uh, pretend you're 13 years old and fold a square piece of paper into a fortune teller you put your thumbs and pointer fingers into. Proceed to tell fortunes. Remember those things? You'd sit. Yeah, and, my yeah. son makes those. He, yeah. he loves doing origami, and he made those for like he made like millions of them for like a week. That's awesome. Uh, go through your camera roll, pick out your favorite pics from the past year, and make a photo book. How or old is this? Are you kidding online. me? Camera roll? No, like on your on your phone. Uh, create a Google. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about like the old. Oh no school, no no like, no! Not the old film. Go through your like nineties <laughs> pictures and, and and after that, and get th- on your rotary phone and call. <laughs> yeah, pull out your beeper, call <laughs> some friends that that. <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, create a Google document of shows or movies you're watching and share it among family and friends. Okay. Uh, make a That's list a of one. things for which you are grateful. Uh, write a book with your family. Pick a character, and each member writes a chapter about their adventures. Read aloud to each other. No March Madness? Have a Scrabble tournament. <laughs> or Bananagrams? Pictionary, anyone? So uh, you know you know what's going on right now. So a lot of uh, comic book uh, uh, companies have done something really cool. Uh, they've gone out. And made um, a lot of their first issues for free, so you can go out and check out a lot of the first issues for free and read them. That's cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, Vault. I want to say I don't want to say the wrong name, but yeah. just go out there, Google it, see. Uh, and some of them have have uh, have put out first issues. It's pretty cool. Okay. Um, I I, I downloaded a couple because I was like, hey, if I'm bored and yeah, doing stuff in here. Um, I can read some comic books. That's awesome. Um, One thing that I that I'm going to be doing, uh, so Amazon, the Kindle Unlimited, which is connected to Comicsology, um, it's uh, uh, you can get a two month trial for that for free. So I think I'm going to do that and go back and read a bunch of uh, comics that I I didn't get around to or something yeah. like that. So. Yeah. Uh, this is a cool one. This is what we're doing actually with our daughter right now. Uh, alternate reading the Harry Potter series with your kids and cap each one off with the movie. Cool. Uh, we are currently on the fourth book. Nice. Uh, write a play starring your loved ones. Perform it via a video call app. <laughs> okay. Uh, make lists of all the museums, sporting events, and concerts you want to visit when they finally reopen. And then reenact it. <laughs> <laughs> Get into comics with digital subscriptions on your tablet like Marvel Unlimited. Comicsology. Uh, yep. Get a free trial of a streaming service and binge watch as much as you can before it expires. <laughs> Smart. That's what That's I do hilarious. anyways. Uh, bring out the Legos. Build your house yes. inside of your house. So my wife uh, downloaded this really cool thing for my son. It's a list of of like different things that he can. It's like a like a I forget. I'm just gonna throw a number. It's like a 30 day challenge, uh, Lego challenge where he yep. takes all his Legos. One day, and he builds this thing, and he breaks it down the next day and builds something else. 
pretty awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah that's really I think smart. You, you could do that with your whole family. Sure. Build a whole city or something. Yeah. This is this one's hilarious. I love everything about this one. Watch the Star Wars movies in this and only this order. Rogue One. No. Episode 4. Episode 5. 2. 3. Han Solo. 6. 7. 8. 9. <laughs> So they don't even acknowledge that the Phantom Menace exists. I love oh, it. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Uh, this is something I'm doing. Uh, two words, coronavirus beard. So I don't normally go. have the full beard, but uh, grow it, moisturize it, comb it, love it. Uh, and you got to wash it. You didn't say wash it. No, it didn't say wash it, did it? Well, well you got coronavirus in your beard. Probably, Thanks. among you, other things. You brought it right into the freaking bunker, man. All right. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> attempt things with your non-dominant hand from writing to brushing your teeth. Prepare to be frustrated. Oh, man. Uh, learn origami. Make cranes for your loved ones. There you go. Try to speak in pig Latin or igpe atinle. <laughs> uh, then just two more. Learn old English words. Pepper them into your conversation. Wherefore not? <laughs> uh, and then 100 is my big suggestion. Sleep. Get lots of it. There you go. Or so, or speak uh, speak uh, nothing but uh, 1920s slang yeah, all yeah, day like, long. Hey, you, 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 you potato peeler? <laughs> whatever the they bee's say. Knees. Yeah, I am the bee's knees. <laughs> you potato peeler? You potato head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you, that. Appreciate you hang, hanging out with it here with me, uh, eating some Twinkies all day, man. I mean, what else are we gonna do? Yeah, we could we could wipe with all of our stored up toilet paper. <laughs> That's right. It's my toilet paper. <laughs> Nobody else's. That's right. Just don't sell it online. Just <laughs> keep it to yourself. All right, man. We appreciate you guys coming on and hanging out with us here on the Interstate Geeks. Uh, next time, hopefully, we will be out of the bunker. And uh, back in the pop culture mobile. And uh, we'll probably do this a little bit more structured next time. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going crazy down here, guys. We are. We're, 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 we're getting cabin fever. And we're at each other's throats because he's, he's already he's opening one of my Twinkies over there. I'm getting mad. That's right. Uh, we ha- He has his stash. I have mine. And he's getting into my stuff. So. We'll see you guys next time. You got anything else to say? Yeah, I just want to say in the fallout shelter of life, it's a good idea to change the (laughs) air filter every once in a while. I didn't even break coming up with anything. (laughs) If you guys, we appreciate you guys. We are not in the the pop culture mobile, but you know what? Uh, You know, sometimes, sometimes you got to slow down and, uh, (laughs) and, I guess smell each other. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I I didn't come up with a good pun there for the for the bunker. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. We appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Stay safe. Um, stay six feet apart. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys later.